Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. we got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice, Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially, Grace, Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. Emma Foley is in the studio, and that can only mean one thing, Jared. That can only mean that it's time... Well, actually, no, that's not true. Because sometimes you're in the studio to defend George Santos. Sometimes you're in the studio to defend Elton John. But today you're in the studio for Last Call. Last Call! Time now for your end of the week wrap-up with Emma Foley. It's Last Call. Last Call. Last Call. Last Call. Let's go! Last Call! Last Call! Last Call! Let's go! Last Call, everybody. Now, this is when Emma wraps up some stories that have been percolating in your brain that maybe we haven't hit on yet. What do you got for us today, Emma? Okay, we will not be defend oh. we will not be defending anyone today. We are going to be exposing the dinks that have come into popularity this week on TikTok and in the media. I'm, I have it's not heard last of this. call. Dink is it? What, what was that, Jared? Uh, apparently there was some VO left at the end of the file. Okay. I liked we'll it. edit that. I liked it. Jared, Jared's face was like he did that on purpose. He's like, yeah, it is last call. Okay, so what is the DINKS? A DINK is an acronym. It stands for Double Income No Kids. And so it's this group of people who are in their 20s, late 20s, early mid 30s, two income streams, married, unmarried, hetero homosexual whatever it is no children uh no one to take care of and therefore they spend their money on frivolous hedonistic things like snacks <laughs> okay hold on editorializing a little Ridiculous. bit here things you think are frivolous frivolous things like food sustenance housing do you just say snacks well, we've got some <laughs> these snacks. greedy people who are double income, no kids, are put spending their the, money on snacks. Put down the pretzels and have a baby. Come on. We've got some sound from the dinks themselves, and we can determine if it is frivolous or not. Can we get cut 25, please, Jerry? We're dinks. We go to Trader Joe's and workout classes on the weekends. We're dinks. We get into snobby hobbies like skiing and golfing. We're dinks. We can go to Florida on a whim. We're dinks. We're already planning our European vacation next year. Dinks. We get a full eight hours of sleep and sometimes more. <laughs> We're dinks. We get desserts and appetizers at restaurants. We're dinks. We can play with other kids and give them back. <laughs> We're dinks. We still do it three times a week. We're dinks. We spend our discretionary income on $8 lattes. <laughs> We're dinks. We max out our 401ks, Roth IRAs, and HSAs. Okay, okay, okay. I, I get it. I get it. I will say my biggest problem with this is not what they're We're spending dinks. their money on. It's the acronym Dinks. It just—it's not flowing for it, me. Yeah, well, that's—it's been actually around for a while. I don't know why it's all of a sudden coming back into popularity, but yeah. It's Jerry. Hey, it's listen. not that it's becoming—it's coming back into popularity. There's this thing that the Gen Zers do, and no offense, Emma, no offense to you and None your taken. culture, but you guys like to brand things that just exist. You know what I mean? Like they'll do this thing, right, where someone will have. Um, red lipstick and red cheeks and they'll be like oh this is the christmas the oh follow cold girl cold girl yeah, look yeah. You know, do you know what i'm saying you guys have to put a name on everything instead of just a red lipstick look it has to have a brand it has to have a name people have been doing that for a long time we're not a married. creative generation we're just repurposing 
things that already existed, like workout classes and $8 lattes. Yeah. I mean, I'm guilty of loving an $8 latte, but that's just... That one did hit home for me as well. (laughs) That's just a me problem. Um, Yeah. I don't care uh, how people want to live their lives. I I know people who are married and they're not going to have kids. Um, I will say that I think that what's partially responsible for this movement, if you want to call it that, is that people online tend to really talk about the negatives of like, I'm so tired, here are all the negatives of having children, and people don't really talk about the positives. You know who has a wonderful POV on this? Is Carol Markowitz, who I I actually, you remind me a lot of writing style-wise. She writes a lot about how there's not enough people who explain how wonderful that part of your life can be, and that maybe if people talked more about that, then more people would want to have kids. How do you feel about dink Christmas cards? Oh, see, this is this is a good question because then it then the question becomes, if you do have kids, do you pose in the Christmas card or with your kids? No, 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 no. Just dink Christmas cards, yes, yay or nay? Yay, yay, but I'm not someone dink to... Dink plus dog Christmas cards. You know what? <laughs> Again, I'm a yay. Because I just, if I'm getting a Christmas card from you, I'm loving it either way. But that's just a me. You know what Howie used to do? And I don't think people even do this anymore. But when I was younger and I would listen to Howie's show, my mom would listen and I'd be, you know, going to school. Not to age Howie at all. But Howie would get, people would call in with Christmas cards. People used to write out like their entire year in the card. And they would explain, like if I was your mom, Emma had a tough year. You know, Emma's boyfriend broke up with her and she moved to Ecuador. And we My roommates and I are doing that. In a parody way, satirical. But how he used to get submissions of people who would write in long things about everything that happened in their lives. I guess maybe people don't anymore because they post so much of it on social media. Our P.O. box is on the site (laughs) if people want to send it in. I would love to bring that back. If you're someone who's received one of these cards, I've never received one of these. But if you get them every year, I would love to read them on the air. Sure. Yep. What else you got? Grace, were you an Irish dancer at all growing I, up? I was in everything, yeah. I, okay. I, I tried absolutely everything to see if I was good at anything. And the end result was, we can all say this together, she wasn't good at anything. But yes, I did try that I for also did it for two years. I did not have the experience that several girls did at the irish dancing world championship qualifiers this year so this was not really a thing when i was in u14 irish dancing um but a teenage boy who identifies as a girl now he identified as a boy as lately as april he is now identifying as a girl he just won first place at the southern region competition and he will now be sent to the world championships when I did Irish step dancing a million years ago, there were boys. Yes, in their own category. Yeah. And it looks different. It's not the same. Their legs just move differently. Yeah. They're not in the in the bedazzled outfits. They don't have the wigs. I feel like their arms, I, I know all the arms are to the side, but it just, it looks different when it's a boy. Okay. And so a couple of the judges commented when we're looking at these dancers we judge differently based on gender the boys do have an uh, not an advantage per se but it just it looks different they are also usually more limber than girls more flexible and can do the the fun fluttery moves with their feet differently 
Um, but this fella and his mom refused to comment. So this is this is out of the Daily Signal. Um, and a lot a lot of the girls' parents commented, um, but they wanted to do it anonymously because they are so scared that either their child or their husband will lose their spot in the competition, the husband will lose his job, right. something like that. Here's a question for you, because you follow this a lot, um, the men competing in women's sports. And I talked to Riley Gaines about this, and there's this question of do women just not compete like do they almost strike you know go on strike and take a stand and say if you're going to allow this if you're not going to create a separate category for trans people um then we are just not going to compete how do you feel about that because part of me thinks yeah but it's easier said than done like it's easier for me to say as someone who doesn't have an athletic bone in my entire body they should just sit it out but if i had been good at something and and i had gotten to a really high level I don't think I'd want to sit it out either. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to lose to this person, but I want to give it my best shot. I think that there are enough parents that if they really realized how many of them there are, I mean, so many spoke to the Daily Signal about this. If they banded together, all boycotted, and then started a separate championship, they contacted the world people of Irish dance and said, hey, we want to also have this be a qualifying event. And then they'd say, faith be Jesus. Right. Faith be Jesus. We're on board. Now, the problem is that the international qualifying uh, Irish Dance Teachers Association decided this past year that there would be an inclusivity statement. So this is the problem. You you implement an inclusivity statement. You start seeing this issue where boys enter girls' competitions. We saw it just this week at the Illinois State Cyclocross Championship where the podium was not only one male, but two. So two out of three of the winners were male. And this is the women's cyclocross, which I believe is when they you're on the bike and then you're off the bike carrying the bike up mountains through mud and all that so not only do you have an advantage cycling but now you're running up a mountain she'll, just, she'll breeze by that but snacks are a problem <laughs> as long as you're not spending your money on snacks okay Emma, anything else you want to hit before we go so i did get a daily wire subscription this week because i wanted to see their newest comedy movie that is now at the top of the charts on rotten tomatoes i've seen this this is very apropos considering what you're talking about today yes so since hollywood wasn't going to make a comedy making fun of men entering women's sports competitions the daily wire did it's called lady ballers and here is a cut from the commercial the trailer uh that's the chase i know you're not a woman hey you don't know how he identifies if you can beat them what do you know about the u.s opens for the global games you want us to compete as women five thousand dollar prizes my lover says you were a great coach back in the day join this is the way the world is now my eight-year-old daughter told me all about it so a guy can become a girl with no physical changes at all oh that's called gender fluid so i can be a woman on the court and a man in the bedroom i can't believe it nice you mean when you're sleeping yes so this has this morning it had 94 percent on rotten tomatoes since that was publicized and now it's 92 percent because the trolls enter right bring it down a little bit um i did watch it it's it's actually funny you laughed um, out loud it was wild yes yeah, so there there were 
more subliminal messages where you were like, oh, I'm glad they added this in. But there were also actually funny comedy aspects to it. Okay. Okay. So it's a, it has a ringing endorsement from yes. Emma Foley. And more of my review will come out around three o'clock on the Howie Car Show site. Oh, very good. Emma Foley, we thank you so much for joining us today. You look so festive and beautiful, and we thank you for your commentary. Jared, we will be right back, but before we go, and you know what, Emma, you should stick around for this too, because we all share something in common. And that's, that's rare for us, because usually we're all fighting. But occasionally we all agree on something. And one thing we all agree on in this office is that when an Omaha Steaks package arrives, we are all delighted. Because we each grab something different. We get different things. I love the filet mignon. I know Jared loves the hot dogs and the burgers. Emma, what's your favorite thing from Omaha Steaks? Last time we had a box here, I grabbed the pork chops. Ooh. Very good. I've actually never cooked a pork chop until I got it from Omaha Steaks. And you know what's really great about it? They come in individual packages so someone who is like me who is a sink single income no kids <laughs> can enjoy one pork chop at a time i don't like these acronyms you're a sink not to be confused with the dink she's a sink um yeah it really is great and you know jared actually mentions that too sometimes because the sides can come individually the scalloped potatoes the scalloped potatoes yeah they they're kind of like in their own little serving cup shape it's it's fantastic it's like a potato lasagna is like the best way I can describe it. It's unbelievable. And whether you're a sink, a dink, or anything in between, it's really a great gift for anyone. People love this gift. It's omahasteaks.com. You save 50% off site-wide. Plus, if you use promo code GRACE, you're going to get the additional $30 off. And I love this gift because not only is it unique, it's something people can actually use, but it's really a twofer. You're not only giving someone this delicious steak, uh, hamburgers, whatever you're putting in your box, but you're also saving them from having to go to the grocery store, which as Jared pointed out last week, this time of year at the grocery store, madhouse. It's a madhouse. It's it's a nightmare before Christmas. So make sure you go to omahasteaks.com. This is their best sale. You go to omahasteaks.com. You're going to get that 50% off site-wide, plus use promo code GRACE at checkout. And one thing I wanted to mention here, you're going to use promo code GRACE for the extra $30 off. One more step when you're done. Text us and let us know what you cook up, what you make, how you're, you know, putting together your meals, and I would love to share it with the listeners. Go to omahasteaks.com, take advantage of the 50% off site-wide, use promo code GRACE at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Thank you, Emma Foley. We will be right back. For Deeks. You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curley Show. Welcome back, everyone, to The Grace Curley Show. People are on the lines. They want to talk about Hunter Biden and these indictments and uh, or this indictment, this big indictment. And we will talk about it with you. But first... Speaking of, I want to do the poll question. Today's poll question is brought to you by Perfect Smiles. Don't be fooled by imposters with similar names. If you're unhappy with your smile, you need to visit Dr. Bruce Houghton in Nashua. Call 1-844-A-PERFECT-SMILE or visit PerfectSmiles.com. Jared, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at GraceCurleyShow.com, is do you think Joe will pardon Hunter? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. 95% of the audience agrees with you. All right, Jared, I have to give you an update here. Okay, so we had Liz McGill, 
who was uh, backtracking. We should really pull the backtracking sound, Jared, because that was pretty beautiful yesterday. I had a lot of fun playing that. She's not only citing free speech, but she's also citing you know, her love for the Constitution as part of the reason she couldn't condemn students calling for a genocide of Jews, or she at least couldn't, uh, it, it didn't qualify as harassment. Let's play Liz McGill, the president of UPenn. There was a moment during yesterday's congressional hearing on anti-Semitism when I was asked if a call for the genocide of Jewish people on our campus would violate our policies. In that moment, I was focused on our university's longstanding policies aligned with the U.S. Constitution, which say that speech alone is not punishable. Jared, Jared, the U.S. Constitution... During this, the U.S. Constitution is going, oh, come on, sister, leave me out of this one. I have nothing. Now you want to invoke my name? I don't think so. You know what I think it's safe to say about Liz McGill? I think it's safe to say that when it comes to regrets, she has a few. I think that goes without saying. A life that's more than this. <laughs> no, not not the right cup, but good try. Um, yeah, so uh, I think Howie would Howie will probably say about this is, uh, Liz, don't tell us you're sorry. We know how sorry you are. And speaking of, Harvard President Claudine Gay is also apologizing for her remarks, saying, I am sorry, words matter. Do they, though? I'm so confused because Cori Bush told me today that they don't. So some people on the left are telling me words matter. If you're fat phobic, that's violence. If you say the wrong thing, if you identify someone the wrong way, that's that's violence, that's dangerous, that's threatening. And then other people are saying, eh, you want to call for the genocide of Jews? Mm, words don't matter. It's just words. Come on now. Nick, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Nick. Um, um, uh, at the moment, well, the last couple of days, the, the Judiciary Committee of the Congress wants to renew the FISA process. Okay. This was used to um, undermine the president of the United States and effectively, and in, in Hunter Biden evidence was totally ignored, including the spies he associated with that we know of, the presence of documents in a residence where those Chinese spies were. So the Pfizer program is a joke, and it should not be renewed without drastic modifications because, like I said, it was used to unseat effectively a president of the United States, and yet they're willing to go along with it. The last time it came up, there was a whole bunch of people who didn't want to do it. All of a sudden, it seems like a great partisan thing to do. What do you think? Here's what I think, Nick. The only thing I would disagree with you on, and I think my, uh, I think a friend of Howie's show, Carter Page, would agree with me, there shouldn't be modifications made to the FISA court. It should be completely terminated. I do not think that there's anything redeeming at this point about the FISA court. And I'm glad you brought up the the spies and or, or, you know, I'm glad you brought up Hunter Biden's ties to China because there was a tweet here. And you know what? I'll save it for the other side. But I, I think it kind of summarized how crooked this family is and, and how much of this fell on Hunter Biden. I have it actually right here. It says, reminder that Hunter Biden is not a criminal attorney. This is from Molly Hemingway. But Patrick Ho, the man Hunter described as the spy chief of China paid him a million dollars when he was arrested. So he paid Hunter Biden, who's not a criminal attorney, a million dollars after he was arrested. Strange. Strange that Hunter was the guy that he went to after being arrested, the chief 
spy of China. As Hunter described him, those are my words. Those are the words of a prolific writer, Hunter Biden. When we come back, I want to talk about the menu at COP28. We'll take more of your calls. Don't go anywhere. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. You know, Jared, I think I was off on the day where, I think there was a few days that it was announced the Washington Post was laying off a lot of their writers. It's like multiple layoffs here. But you have on my cut sheet today, and you pulled this of your own volition, so it must have intrigued you at some point, that the Washington Post Guild has a video out announcing they're going on strike. Democracy dies in darkness. Yes, I guess yesterday was, uh, they said Thursday in the in the video, yesterday was their strike because, as they say, they're worth more. Can, can I hear this? Can I see this you b- video? You absolutely can, and you will be able to see it in your mind's eye when you hear it. <laughs> I have risked my life on the front lines of war. I've covered an insurrection. A global pandemic. Historic racial justice protests. Climate change. And gun violence in America. I work hard to make sure you know exactly what's going on in our D.C. community. Why didn't they mention the Russia hoax? That's where they all got their Pulitzer Prizes from, right? And they don't even mention it. You guys worked so hard on that. You guys, how many man hours were spent concocting? hours. uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. How many they hours were spent concocting this completely bogus story meant to undermine the president of the United States. And you don't even mention it now in your resume. It doesn't even make the LinkedIn description. What gives? Okay, so I'm already liking this. I'm already wondering how much of their work time they spent splicing together this video. If I was their boss, I'd be like, so is this what we're, we've been working on the last couple of days? All right, Jared, play the rest. Powerful institutions to account. And to bring you the latest visuals from around the globe. And I'm worth a fair and transparent pay process. I'm worth a living wage. I'm worth raises that keep up with inflation. I'm worth equal pay to my colleagues, regardless of my race or gender. Okay, I'm I'm going to throw this out there. Maybe, just maybe, if we could channel some of this creativity that went into creating this commercial style strike video into, I don't know, investigative reporting, uh, writing up some actual news, maybe they'd be able to pay you more because maybe the Washington Post wouldn't be tanking in subscriptions. But here, I'm not here to nitpick, okay? They know more about strikes than I do. What I do want to throw in is that the next cut, Do I have this right? Because this is taking me back to the pandemic. I can't remember the last time I heard people singing on camera. This is weak, punchless singing about how the union makes them strong. Is this actual singing, Jared? It is actual singing. All right, everyone. Gird your loins. Here we go. This is cut 24. You know what it is? If you were missing Sunday Mass, you would now have that. You know what what the problem is? There's so many problems, obviously. There's so many problems. 
But as someone who oftentimes sings, and Jared, you can back me up on this because I do it a lot in the green room, and I never get a lot of positive feedback ever, actually. And also, my sister is a phenomenal singer. And whenever I sing in front of her, you know what she tells me? Flat. That's what she says. Flat. It sounds flat. It's a bit pitchy, love. And sometimes I can't hear that it sounds flat, but listening to those people, I now know what she means. It's just, you need to sing high. You need to go for that high Have energy. Have a little something. Here's my next thought. I have so many thoughts when it comes to strikes. When the New York Times was striking, when the New York Times struck, they asked people not to cross the digital picket line. And I thought that was so, so brave considering that no one crosses it to begin with, let alone when they're striking. But is the Washington Post asking people not to cross the democracy dies in darkness online picket line? No, they they ask people to write their bosses, write letters to their bosses, demanding that. Oh, the demands, the demands. I cannot keep up with these demands. By the way, I I hate to to break it to the, the frumpy nose ring bubble set here. But everybody at every job does not get paid what they're worth. And everybody at every job, not here, everybody (laughs) at every job (laughs) complains about their raises. So welcome to the workforce, kids. Glory, glory, hallelujah. In all all seriousness, the Howie Card Radio Network treats us very well. Jared, it's okay. No one is. Don't worry. No one is coming for you. I be, everything's fine. Um, yeah, I, I just want, don't want to spread fake news. No, we, we never want to well spread. We never want to spread fake news. I wanted to read uh, a headline here, though. UN climate summit serving gourmet burgers and BBQ as it calls for Americans to stop eating meat. Okay, so we talked about this. COP twenty eight. It was. It was a real. It was a real party. You know, they had Kamala Harris talking about the Middle East because that is just that goes together like peanut butter and jelly. Kamala Harris dealing with a very, very fragile, um, contentious situation in the Middle East. Who better to bring in than the word salad chef Kamala Harris? You also had John Kerry farting on stage and then comparing democracy to sex, which is I mean, I'm sure that there wasn't a lot of gourmet burgers being eaten after this because that's enough to make you lose your appetite. But these are the same people. I just think it's worth mentioning. These are the same people who right behind flying on private jets, their second passion in life is trying to convince you to eat bugs. Tasty, meaty, turkey-filled, cold-cut combo. But I'm not going to focus on that. I'm not going to come at this from the perspective of, oh, Grace Curley likes to eat burgers and steaks, Omaha steaks, and they're always trying to take that away from us because that's just not going to happen. I will put up a fight. There are certain hills that I'm willing to die on, and that's one of them. You know where I'm going to come at this from, Jared? I'm coming at this from the perspective of the cows. I am right now representing the cows of not just America, but the cows of planet Earth. And I'm going to tell you why. But first, I'm going to read you a little bit of this. It says, this is from Fox News. The ongoing United Nations COP28 climate summit in Dubai is offering a wide variety. Is it still going on? It must be still going on because it's, this was written today. How long are these summits? Oh, you know, like those festivals have the headliners and then there's like the second stage. 
you know, the second stage is probably still going right now. Jeez Louise. Okay, so the ongoing United Nations COP28 climate summit in Dubai is offering a wide variety of gourmet food options from vendors who serve beef, even as it prepares a report that is expected to call for the West, because everything always falls on us, to reduce consumption of beef. Do you think Hamas can still eat whatever they want? Is it, is it just, these rules are just for us, okay? Just for the, the terrible West. It says, according to the summit's online portal, its food offerings include juicy beef, slabs of succulent meat, smoked Wagyu burgers, Philly cheesesteaks, and melt-in-your-mouth BBQ, in addition to African street BBQ, because one BBQ style is not enough, fast-casual Mexican fare, and an Asian option that has a touch of French flair for John Forbes Curry. The revelation comes as the U.N. faces criticism for preparing a first-of-its-kind report that is expected to be published at the summit and call for lower meat consumption. So not only do they want to lecture you about, um, you know, riding your bike everywhere so that you don't leave a carbon footprint while they fly in private planes, but they want to eat juicy, succulent meat while telling you to fry up some crickets on an oven or on a stove that's not using gas. On an electric stove. Cook up those delicious crickets on your electric stove. You, you unwashed masses while we eat delicious Wagyu beef. And again, I'm not mad about this because Jared knows I eat plenty of beef. I get my Omaha steaks. I have my subscription. I don't worry about it. But, but, but here's where I'm upset. These people, and I'm going to call out Bill Gates in particular. Because they're all their own version of Bill Gates, which is so sad. But they also are taking aim at the cows. Like, they want these cows. So they're, they're enjoying the fruits of these cows' labor. They're enjoying the cows. They put a little salt and pepper on the cows. They dip the cows in a little hollandaise sauce. They enjoy the cows. But they're trying. And if you've never read about this before, you should do some Googling. They are trying to get these cows to ingest these pills so that the cows, it's like some sort of seaweed uh, seaweed concoction stuffed into a pill so that the cows don't fart or burp. They've actually suggested that these cows, who they're later going to cut up and eat, drench in butter and stuff in their hypocritical mouths, they suggest these cows wear masks. And I don't think it's right. To stop a cow, it's, it's fine. If, if you're going to eat a cow, I like I said, I like beef. And I think that animals are here, Jared. Some animals are here to be eaten. It's just a fact of life, in my opinion. PETA, don't come at me. I don't have time right now. We're running out of time in this show. But what I don't think is right is while those cows are on this earth, to stop them from one of life's great pleasures, which is occasionally... When the moment hits you, letting out a giant burp. Letting out a giant belch, Jared. If you've ever had heartburn or something and you let out a big air bubble burp, it's delightful. It is delightful. And to take that away from cows, because you have some weird, twisted, Lex Luthor-style plan to stop emissions 
is so evil. And then on top of it, to have those cows live a life, a burpless life, only to head to the slaughter so that you can eat them while telling everyone else they can't is a level of evil that even I am not familiar with. I just think that it's worth mentioning. I just think it's worth mentioning. They're hypocrites from in every single aspect of their lives. They are hypocrites. Let the cows live. Let them burp. Let them fart. And let them be eaten eventually. But to try to cover up their noses and their mouths only so you can eat them later on when you've taken away the, the fun elements of their lives, their boring lives. I just can't get on board with it. I just can't. I can't stand by while that happens. On another note, Jared, one thing I love about this time of year is that the weather changes. And it's not always fun. Sometimes it gets cold. But it's nice to see the snowfall. It's nicer, though, when you're in your office, you see the snowfall, the snow's gathering on the windows, but inside you are toasty warm. And when I'm at work, I really feel like I have my very own fireplace in the office because of the Gen 40 heater. Now, the Gen 40 heater is really special. It combines infrared and convective heat to create that roaring fireplace style heat. It's very warm. It's very comforting. It's very cozy. And on top of that, it's going to save you a lot of money. So I also have one of these at my house. And what I love about the Gen 40 at my house is that if I'm just chilling in the living room watching a Christmas movie... I don't need to heat up my kitchen. I don't need to heat up all the bedrooms. I don't need to hit, well, all the bedrooms I have two, but I don't need to heat up the basement. I can just heat up where I am in my house and it's saving money. It's reducing my heating bills and it's cranking up the temperature. Now, what amazes me about this, Jared, though, is like I said, if I were at Eden Pure and I knew that the weather in New England, we're about to have a pretty tough winter and I knew that people love this product, the Gen 40 is a fan favorite, I would say to my sales team, Let's up the price. Let's double the price because people are going to be clamoring for this product. But what they're doing at Eden Pure is they're so nice. They're going to give you a great deal on this product. They're going to give you $50 off with code GRACE50. And even though it's around the holidays, even though it's that crazy season, they're going to give you free shipping. I mean, what more can you ask for? Yeah, you can't beat that because, you know, oil and gas are still expensive, even though KJP has told me that, uh, you know, everything's coming down this holiday season is going to be the cheapest in years and everything's great. <laughs> My wallet's not feeling it. So, yeah, you can use this really to supplement where you are so you don't have to crank the heat as high as you usually do. And what I like about the Gen 40 specifically, and a lot of the Eden Pure heaters have some variation of this but the gen 40 it's got a really cool almost it's it's wood paneling look with a, a sleek black face like it doesn't look like you know a jet engine or just some box with wires on it in the middle of the room it's actually it's almost like a piece of furniture it looks so, a little mad men style yeah, very mad men it fits the decor um and it's really uh great how he has one in florida sometimes you hold it up for the rumble cam you might be able to see it but it is, uh, like all the Impure products, it works, it saves you money, and it looks great. Absolutely. And like I said, if you use code GRACE50, you're going to get free shipping and $50 off your order. So here's what you need to do. EdenPureDeals.com. Look for the Gen 40 heater. And then don't forget to enter code GRACE50. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Don't forget to use code GRACE50 to get $50 off and free shipping. When we come back... 
We will be talking to Howard Lawrence Carr about all things Hunter. I know people are dying for his take on this. I already talked to him about it today, but um, since then, even more news has broken. So we'll talk to Howie when we come back. Follow Grace on Twitter at G underscore Curly. This is the Grace Curley Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. What a day it has been. I'm going to read just just the top line here from Margot Cleveland, a great writer from The Federalist. A federal grand jury in California returned a multi-count indictment against Hunter Biden late Thursday, charging the president's son with multiple tax offenses. While the indictment detailed some sordid spending sprees by Hunter Biden, the crimes charged were so basic that to say special counsel David Weiss opted for the low-hanging fruit would be an understatement. Weiss instead limited the charges to the crimes that fell into his lap. The simplicity of the charges underscores the protect Biden racket that operated out of the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office for the last several years. Joining us now to discuss is Howie Carr. And, you know, my biggest question for Howie is going to involve if any of this surprises him. And the car crossover is brought to you by Tux Trucks GMC. It's your Fisher Plow distributor in Hudson, Mass. If you need a plow for your half-ton pickup, check out the Fisher EZV. It's lightweight but built strong to handle the demands of a New England winter. Check it out at TuxTrucksGMC.com. Howie, the general consensus from a lot of conservatives who have been following this story is that there's nothing new here. That uh, I think Margot Cleveland described it as Weiss going after the low-hanging fruit in the Biden crime family. Was there anything in this indictment? It's 56 pages. I know you've read it by this point. Was there anything that surprised you that you hadn't heard before? Well, I didn't know that he had uh, spent uh, $3,500 on renting a Lamborghini on the West Coast while he was waiting for his Porsche to be uh, shipped uh, to uh, to Los Angeles. And that was the Porsche, don't forget, that he got after he traded in the EV, The I think it was called the Frisker, right, Jared? That he got a Frisker. Fisker. A Fisker. He traded that in, and then he got a Porsche. Yeah, they, there's there's some other stuff too. They, there's this one. There's this one paragraph. Uh, it's a paragraph. If you're going to read one paragraph in there, it'd be paragraph one twenty three. And he he, it talks. He's they mentioned four personal assistants or, or four uh, personal personal people that he's having an affairs with or or they're related to someone he's having an affair with. And his his assistant says, uh, you know, I, I was kind of angry to learn you were paying your hooker. Or they don't say hooker, but your hooker more than you're paying me. And uh, then it, it just goes on and on and on about all the. Uh, oh, you know what he also charged them for? Forget all the millions of dollars that he charged for the for the uh, hookers and the, the various women. He also he also charged fifteen bucks for a tattoo. What kind of tattoo do you get for fifteen bucks? Oh, I don't want to know. If I w- I'm never going to get a tattoo, but if I ever were going to get one, I would be willing to pay a lot more than fifteen dollars. He, he paid $388,000 in travel for business in 2018, having done little or no business that year. Now, that's kind of an unanswered question. Like, well, then 
I think he made 1.6 million that year. So, is the is the federal government is the special counsel interested in how he got all that money, having done little or no business that year, according to the special counsel? Well, Howie Carr is interested. That's all that matters. He's going to talk about it when he comes on next.